It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, April 27th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka has created a task force to make recommendations on the long-term impact of increased tourism in the community. The tourism task force will face many challenges in the coming year. The first, which was tackled by the Sitka Assembly, was deciding whom to put on the panel in order to represent the widest possible interests in the community. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. It's not often that municipal commissions have more applicants than seats in Sitka, But that was the case with the Tourism Task Force, which had 16 residents apply for nine seats. Several seats are weighted toward cruise industry interests, and there wasn't any debate over filling the tribal, cruise terminal, and tours attraction seats. A couple of other seats, representing the Port and Harbors Commission and Sitka's Sustainability Commission, only had one applicant each. The general business seat, however, was more contested, Three applicants wanted the slot, including Cambria Holmes, who owns Campfire Kitchen. Holmes said her views on cruise tourism were shaped by living in Haines and seeing what was going on in nearby Skagway. I would look over there and want to cry because it was everything's owned by the cruise ships. It was just polar opposites. And I felt like when I moved to Sitka, it had a really nice balance to it. And I want to find a good balance where Sitka benefits, money can come and it can stay, and we can not be destroyed by turning into Skagway Part 2. Holmes won an appointment to the task force. Showing up and speaking did not guarantee a spot. Shirley Robards was one of two applicants for the downtown business corridor seat. Her business, Stereo North, is celebrating its 40th anniversary soon, Robards discussed her history and her good relationship with other downtown businesses, but the Assembly opted instead to appoint Jim Mishner, the co-owner of Alaska Pure Sea Salt Company. The most highly contested seats were for Community at Large, which had six applicants for two positions. During public testimony, former Assembly member Richard Wien suggested that the commission needed better balancing and would benefit from more at-large members. If I were you, uh, there are six on there. I would nominate them all and let them all sit and give their opinions. Ween's view was seconded by Eric Jordan, a longtime outspoken community advocate in Sitka. The Assembly, however, didn't have the freedom to amend the ordinance creating the Tourism Task Force. Instead, they chose applicants with broad constituencies. Former Assembly member and 40-year resident Phyllis Hackett was picked for the eighth seat. I also have a really deep sense of the importance of Sitka as a community and a lifestyle here for the residents. And I know that the the summer is very important to the residents that live here year-round. And I really believe we need to find a good balance. I've watched Juno and I've watched Ketchikan and I've watched Skagway. I've watched all these communities over the years go through their changes with tourism. And I'm, and I'm concerned. I'm concerned for Sitka. The ninth seat went to Rich McClear, a former employee of KCAW and current volunteer at the station, who has both a long record of community service as well as a passion for cruising, fostered by his grandfather, who came to America working as a ship's steward. McClear has become an avid world traveler in retirement and is a student of the cruise industry. And recently I've been following what other communities are doing to try and look at the tourism situation. I've looked at the memorandums of understanding that uh, 
Bar Harbor, Maine, and Juneau have come up with. I've looked at the ordinances that uh, Bar Harbor and Portland and Key West have tried to pass. I've looked at some of the uh, controversies in Cove, Ireland and Bora Bora. All these communities are facing the same issue. How do we preserve the essential nature of our community while having business flourish? The Sitka Tourism Task Force will have a year to do its work in five major areas, ranging from determining an appropriate level of tourism in the community to land use regulations. Its final task will be to determine whether, a year from now, it should be dissolved and replaced by a permanent Sitka Tourism Commission. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. The first meeting of the Sitka Tourism Task Force will be a joint work session with the Sitka Assembly, 6 p.m. tonight, Thursday, April 27th, in Harrigan Centennial Hall. A Sitka man who was charged with evidence tampering after his daughter killed a cyclist in a hit-and-run won't stand trial. The state's case against Richard Mulligan was dismissed earlier this month after a superior court judge threw out improperly collected evidence against him. In March of 2021, his daughter Brooke Mulligan was driving on Halibut Point Road when she struck a bicyclist, 20-year-old Terry Carlson Jr., with her car. Carlson later died of his injuries. Brooke Mulligan was indicted on manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide charges, and her father Richard was indicted for allegedly attempting to cover up his daughter's crimes. Brooke Mulligan pleaded guilty to criminally negligent homicide and was sentenced to four years in prison in March. A civil case against her is pending. On April 10th, Judge Trevor Stevens issued a court order which found that Sitka police violated Richard Mulligan's right to remain silent while executing a search warrant on March 10th of 2021. Judge Stevens wrote that because police continued to interrogate Mulligan after he invoked his Miranda rights, the information they gathered during their questioning, including some evidence they collected should be suppressed. On April 14th, in light of Stevens's order, state prosecutors dropped all charges against Mulligan and dismissed the case without prejudice. In red, teal, and black, the Kaguantan totem pole stands tall in front of a mural of Elizabeth Paratrovich in downtown Juneau. At its base is a wolf with an eagle perched on its head. It's one of 12 totem poles that have been raised along the docks downtown recently. They're part of the Kutia Dei, or totem pole trail, that Sea Alaska Heritage Institute is installing along the waterfront. Ricardo Worrell is the communications director of Sea Alaska Heritage Institute. It reaffirms you know, our our place on our ancestral lands. It acknowledges that, you know, we've always been here. Worrell says that soon, signs will go up near each pole explaining what they are and their significance, and people will be able to watch videos about the poles online. He says the poles need context. There have already been reports of people climbing on one for photos. We realize we're going to have to you know, work with the community to educate everyone. This is not Disneyland. He also plans to have shops downtown carry pamphlets about the polls, the clan histories they represent, and the artists who made them. Worrell says getting the first 12 polls up has been a whirlwind. Some were raised Saturday morning, just before a traditional ceremony was held. 18 more polls are planned, but there isn't a set timeline. Worrell said it will likely be a multi-year process. You know, I think there's just so much excitement still um, surrounding the polls that we, you know, we want to capitalize on that and, and sort of keep the, keep the ball rolling. 
The first 12 polls were funded by a $2.9 million grant from the Mellon Foundation and featured renowned artists from Clinket, Haida, and Simsian communities. Worrell said SHI is speaking with Alaska's congressional delegation about possible federal funding for the remaining totem poles. Western Alaska Chum versus Eastern Aleutian Sockeye. That's how many people are framing an Alaska Senate bill that aims to temporarily close Area M, a fishery off the Alaska Peninsula and Eastern Aleutian Islands. The Senate Judiciary Committee met Friday to hear testimony on a bill that would close commercial salmon fishing there in June. Supporters of the bill say Area M's commercial fleet intercepts Chum and Chinook salmon. They say that's contributed to dismal returns to Bristol Bay and the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. Salmon runs to the Delta have been so low in recent years that entire villages are struggling to catch enough fish for their communities. Democratic Senator Donnie Olson of Golovin sponsored the bill. His staffer, Almeria Alcantara, told the committee that temporarily closing Area M would give Chum and Chinook salmon a better chance of returning to their spawning grounds and stave off ecological collapse. This collapse has led to fishery closures along the rivers and their tributaries for all fishing types, which has had a severe impact to the subsistence and personal use harvests that residents rely on for their cultural, financial, and physical well-being. But support during the committee meeting was mixed. While dozens of people spoke out in favor of the bill, many also spoke against it. Charlotte Levy is the Natural Resources Assistant Director for the Eastern Aleutian Borough, which is at the center of Area M. She told the committee the bill would unfairly hurt local fishermen in her region's small fishing communities. The closure of this fishery eventually seeks to value the lives of some Alaskans over others. These are under 60-foot small boat fleets. These are subsistence users. The bill is currently in committee with the Alaska Senate. If approved, the bill would still need to find support in the House. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Thursday, April 27, 2023. Today, rain. The rain could be heavy at times. High near 45. South wind 15 to 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 90%. New precipitation amounts between three quarters and one inch possible. Tonight, rain likely, mainly after 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 41. Southeast wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 60 And now peaking ahead to tomorrow, Friday, April 28th, rain mainly before 4 p.m., high near 48, east wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 100%. You're tuned into your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. (music) 